Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pipe Bomb Show. I'm your host, John Pipe Bomb. Welcome back. I had an eventful uh, WrestleMania weekend last weekend. I'm here to tell you all about it, the good, the bad. Uh, I'll go through my favorite matches from Mania. Not so much everything detail by detail. We know the results. We know what happened. Let's just tell you everything else. Uh... So as you all know, I made it there Friday, Friday night, uh, actually Friday morning, uh, had to wait a while for my hotel room to be ready, uh, got there, nice room, um, what's funny is I didn't do any research on the hotel, where, how far it was from the stadium, the arena, or anything like that, but it was about a 10 minute walk, and there was a train, a dart train system or whatever and it basically takes you a block away from uh, American Airlines Center where Raw and SmackDown and the Hall of Fame and NXT were uh, so that was very very inconvenient saved me and my friend money on taking cabs back and forth everywhere um, so that was good uh, that Friday night uh, was Friday Night SmackDown uh, nothing special on SmackDown, it was just the go-home show. It was the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, wasn't a fan of Mad Cat Moss winning. No, I'm sorry. I cannot be a fan of this man. He has a, he eliminated AJ Styles in the Royal Rumble. And he eliminated Finn Balor in the Battle Royal. I cannot like this man. I am so sorry. I can't do it. But anyway, he won. Mad Cow Moss won the Battle Royal. Uh, Ricochet uh, retained the Intercontinental title in a triple threat match. Uh, it was a decent show. Like I said, nothing too crazy. Nothing uh, standing out, really. Um, everybody was getting ready for Mania. We weren't going to see Roman. We, we saw a bunch of video packages. Uh, after, though, was the Hall of Fame. First, I, I, had, I haven't even watched any of the previous Hall of Fames, if I'm being honest. You know, I always go, oh, that's a nice thing. Um, such and such as being inducted or whatever. But I've never actually sat down to watch the Hall of Fame to hear any of the speeches or anything like that. It's usually like the highlight package of what happened at the Hall of Fame that I've seen. Um... Friday Night Smackdown uh, and the Hall of Fame together, I told my friend, it shows you the best and the worst of wrestling fans. I'll tell you why. The best being Undertaker came out to, you know, be entered in the Hall of Fame and he got a standing ovation for, I don't know, if, if you told me to guess, I'd say around 10 minutes clapping and then when the clapping died down it was you know thank you taker and then the cheering and the clapping would start up again and then when it died down it'd be another chant that went back and forth back and forth over and over rinse repeat rinse repeat and i loved it then you have the ugly side of wrestling fans sometimes me and my friend are sitting we're at the top deck in the 300s but we're in the front row we're a, uh, row a so every, we can see everything. We can see the whole arena. 
and we are sandwiched between one large man to the right of us uh, who was smelly and to the left of us a father and his son who were also smelly and it's not hard to even if you don't want to take a bath people people if you don't want to take a bath that is fine that is totally in your right but deodorant does no one around you say you have an odor that was the only thing that annoyed the hell out of me and my friend where we were just like come on this this is ridiculous like so uh also by the way this is a car rant <laughs> i'm gonna just be ranting about uh my mania weekend basically uh, i'm actually on my way to a wedding right now so i'm heading there and i was like you know what let's talk about mania i've got an hour plus of driving why not so hall of fame was good only thing that was annoying was obviously the fans who want to make the show about them this isn't about the undertaker this is about my moment where i could say i love you undertaker you're my hero one more match while the undertaker is talking about one of his dead friends one of his dead close friends and people are shouting and stuff and I thank God I was in the more sensible section that was like, come on, guys. Like, you know, have some respect. This guy's talking about his dead friend. Shad Gaspar's wife is talking about her late husband who passed away. And people were still shouting things. Uh, I know when Vince McMahon... Um, he he went to uh, introduce Undertaker. He made a joke of, you know, the what chance and stuff. He made a joke about it. And just people people don't get uh, comedic timing. Like, I get it. You, you, you did the what chant. You got uh, Vince McMahon, you know, uh, frazzled and he acknowledged you. And that's it. That's your moment. We don't need another 10, 15 minutes of what chance. It's just some people just let the joke drag for too long. And I was just like, oh, great. I, I, I want to hear. I want to hear Undertaker's story. I want to hear all the shit Undertaker has to say. When do we hear Undertaker really just speak his mind? But no, people want to make the show about them. Uh, overall, though, I love the induction. I uh, had a great time at the Hall of Fame once I held my nose uh, shut for a the, the period of time um, Then Saturday The next day was uh, NXT Stand and Deliver um, Had a good time there um, The five way ladder match For the North American title was great The three way tag team match For the tag titles was great um, The uh, women's match was actually pretty decent It was pretty decent Um didn't expect uh, the Gunter um, LA Knight. I know they were feuding, but I didn't see anything announced for Stand and Deliver. So I was surprised when he came out. Uh, the Champa, Champa basically, you know, leaving NXT, Triple H coming out. What a great surprise. Me and my friend lost our shit. He was leaving. We were saying thank you, uh, Champa. 
And then you just hear Triple H's music play and the place erupted. I grabbed my friend and said, no fucking way. Is he here? Is he here? And sure enough, Triple H came out. Hadn't seen him since months. Months. Especially before, you know, the uh, his heart attack situation and everything that went down. Um... Uh, the main event, I was pointing at that middle exposed turnbuckle like, that's going to come into play. He's going to hit him, and then he's going to eat the super kick. Watch, watch. And it played out perfectly. Celebrated the Dolph Ziggler win. Why not? Um, had fun there. Um, then it was Mania Night 1 at AT&T Stadium. Uh... My friend was like, I, I want to dress up as a wrestler. I want to. So I said, Who, oh, who'd you have in mind? He said, I'm going to go head to toe. Kane. Got the boots. Got the, the, the outfit. Got the, the, the fake hair. Got the, uh, the mask and everything. Got the gloves. So I was like, you know what? It's, it's too obvious. Because I'm much uh, shorter than him. Than my friend. I said, it's too obvious if I try to do uh, Undertaker. And it wouldn't even look right. I'm going to go the other way. I just like X-Pac. I got some uh, X, the D, DX tights. I got the old G, uh, D Generation X t-shirt. I had a leather jacket. I had the bandana, the shades. Um, but the focus was definitely on my friend who, as soon as he would pass a group of people, people would be like, you know, that's got to be Kane. And then they'd see me. And a couple people understood who I was, and they'd be like, "Oh shit, it's X Rock too. We got the we got the greatest tag team right here." It was it was a blast. We got there a little bit early. We found our seats, and then we're like, "You know what? Let's walk around. Let's you know get a drink by the bar. Let's walk around a bit. Let's see who else." Saw someone dressed as Hogan, um, Charlotte. Uh, these these little girls, these little girls dressed like uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi. That was adorable. Um, saw someone dressed as Mick Foley. It was it was a good night. It was a good night. Uh, speaking of night one, the highlights. Um, I don't know if Logan was Logan Paul night one. Logan Paul did a good job. I think you know people are giving him a lot of credit, but I was sh telling my friend he did what he needed to do. Hit a big move. Tag out. Hit a big move, tag out. You don't want to be there too long. You don't want people to dissect what you're doing. You know, uh, criticize every little move you do. He would hit a move. He would hit the three amigos, hit the frog splash, tag out, let Miz do the work. And back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Logan Paul got the win. Uh the announcers, I, I obviously we couldn't see from where we were, where we were at. We had to see the monitor, and I assumed that he had the uh, first edition, you know, Charizard around his neck. Turns out it was a different kind of Pokemon card, um, worth I believe five point three million dollars. He paid five million dollars for a Pokemon card, and big ups. And then it wasn't until later when I saw uh, a TikTok where they gave him the, the Guinness Book of World Records. He has the 
he has the largest recorded sale of a Pokemon card at 5 million point whatever. So, big ups to him. I assumed it was a Charizard, but then I, when I saw the monitor, it didn't look like a Charizard because I know a Charizard, you know, it, it's all red, the card. This one was gray, so I was like, that, that looks like an item. Like a, like a, not a Pokemon, just like, you know, an accessory one. Something to help out your Pokemon. And that's what it was. It was a, Pika, a Pokemon Pikachu something card. Not a Pikachu card. It was a Pikachu something. An Inquisitor or something at the end of the name. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I think they're setting up for Logan Paul and The Miz at... Uh, I don't think you wait for next year's Mania. Maybe you could. I think you probably do it at SummerSlam. They want SummerSlam to be, you know... WrestleMania number two. Uh, do they do WrestleMania Backlash? Maybe so that the story is still there, fresh in people's minds. Or do they wait for a bigger event like SummerSlam? I think they wait for SummerSlam. They always be the biggest party of the summer and shit like that. So that's what I think they do. Or they could wait for Mania. Those are the only two options I feel. Uh, we had Bianca Belair. And Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, it's as it should have been. This was the match of the night. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta just look at the common denominator. The best match of night one last year was Sasha Banks and... Bianca Belair Night one this year Was Bianca Belair And Becky Lynch And what's funny is I've You know before all of this I'm seeing all this hate towards Bianca Just like Oh she's being pushed down our throats uh, I really don't like her I don't care for her Or whatever the case is Look at Look at the results this woman was in the best two matches. And you obviously can contribute that to her opponents. Becky is a great worker. Sasha Banks is one of the best. So Bianca wins the championship. And uh, no surprise also. Um, Twitter came and informed us that. Indeed. It was Molly Holly and TJ Wilson. Uh, Tyson Kidd, Natalia's husband, who produced the match, who put the match together. And I believe he did the same thing last year for Sasha and Bianca. And for all those people, all the naysayers who are always quick to say, well, well, who is Bianca really? She's nobody. She's her, her whole gimmick is her hair. Not once in this match did she go for the hair whip. She didn't smack Becky with her hair. She I don't even I don't even remember if they even used the hair. If they put it into play. I don't remember Becky pulling on the hair or you know pulling Bianca down from the top or anything. I don't remember that. It's been a couple days. I might want to watch that match back. 
but there was no hair whip. So you take out that part and what do you have? You have a woman who every time she wins that title, this is her second time, she celebrates like she's she's made it. She's been, you know, I don't even know what the word. What's the word? Something would be a villa no, not vilified. Uh, vindicated. Like, you know what? This hard work paid off. I did it. Uh, they did play off at the beginning of the match as if uh, Becky was going to win after the manhandle slam and a quick win. Uh, something WWE probably would do. So some of us were still left <laughs> at the edge of our seat just like that was a close two count. Um, but moving, so that was the match of the night. Second match has to go to the next match right after. Seth Rollins comes out, waiting for his opponent. The lights go out, fireworks shoot off, still waiting, still waiting. And then you just hear the words. And I have recorded video of me losing my shit and losing my voice. I lost my voice because of this. All you hear is... Wrestling has more than one royal family. And out comes Cody Rhodes. AEW's Cody Rhodes. He's got the song. He's got the nickname. He's got the presentation, the fireworks. This is what you needed. Cody Rhodes went out to be a bigger star than you thought he could be. He became that big star, then you acquire that star. You don't bring him back and then say, well, we're going to go back to smoke and mirrors. Well, we want you to come out, but just in like your, your merchandise t-shirt. Well, we want you to dye your hair back black. You bought this man. Okay? You keep him as he is. You show that he made it as a big star and we are keeping him as a big star. Interviews have come out since since his debut where he said Vince and Vince and uh, Bruce Pritchard came down to Jacksonville to talk to him and he said if I'm coming back I need it all. I need to keep my nickname. I need the the look. I need to keep my music. I need to keep all of it. And that Vince looked at him and said, that's what we're buying. If it ain't broke, why are we going to touch it? And that's what happened. I lost my voice. I couldn't I couldn't yell the next day. I couldn't crack jokes because I was doing the Paul Bearer voice because we were because I was walking around with my friend as Kane. I lost the voice. Um, it was a good match. It was a good match. Like I said, it was second. This was a good second match of the night. Um, Charlotte and Ronda decent match. What's funny is my my friend at the time was like, you see, they're doing better than you thought. 
And I said, I didn't say they couldn't pull off a good match. I'm just saying that Bianca and uh, uh, and Becky was going to be much better, and I was not wrong. I don't remember much from this match, except referee got knocked down. Ronda, ate, Ronda made Charlotte submit, ate a big boot. One, two, three, Charlotte is still the champ. Then we got Kevin Owens calling out Stone Cold, them having a match. No holes barred, fighting in the crowd. Fight, uh, Stone Cold needed a beer every couple minutes. That was, I, I said it, he's Popeye, and that was his spinach. That was his spinach. Every time, every time he took a, took a gulp of beer, he hit a move. He throw a punch. Take another swig, hit a suplex on the concrete. They went back and forth, these two. It was a good, decent match for what a man who has not wrestled in 19 years was able to do. So, good job, big ups, nothing but love for these guys. And also, one other thing, before we get into night two, I just want to say something. I know that there is a man out there who gives out star ratings, Mr. David Meltzer, or Dave Meltzer, I don't even know if David is his full name. Dave Meltzer. I discovered Dave Meltzer years ago, along with, you know, Brian Alvarez and everything like that. And they would give out star ratings. This, uh, you know, five stars being the best. Minus five stars, It's uh, ma a match has been given because it's the absolute worst match you will ever see. That's fine. It was reported by these people who have sources in WWE that Kevin Owens was going to wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. It was also reported that Pat McAfee was going to wrestle Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. Weeks go by, turns out they're not going to wrestle. Kevin Owens is just going to have the KO show and Stone Cold's going to be the guest ref uh, the special guest. Uh Pat McAfee turns out he's not wrestling Vince McMahon. It turns out he's wrestling Vince's protege, the next the next chosen one, Austin Theory. So what do people do instantly? Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Look, they're not even doing those matches. You're full of shit. Fuck this guy. Why does anybody believe him? Where are those people now? For all the shit talking that I saw for weeks, where is it now? I'm not here to defend Dave Meltzer. I'm pretty sure he could do that himself. He's a grown man. But I'm saying, for all the talk of you can't trust this guy, he's full of shit, fuck him, fuck his sources, he just does this for clicks and views and clickbait or whatever, he was right. Was he not? Kevin Owens brings out Stone Cold and says, Stone Cold, I lied. I didn't want to have a show with you on it. I want to wrestle you. Right here, right now, no holds barred. 
Pat McAfee. I'm going to get to night two, but Pat McAfee finishes match, wins, beats Pat, uh, 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 Austin Theory, and then Vince gives him a look and says, you want a piece of me now? Yeah? Referee get in. Vince gets in, ring the bell, Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. I hate to say it, that's two for two. This man said two matches were going to ha be happening. And people said, no, discrediting this guy. Your sources don't know anything. You don't know shit. Why the fuck does anybody listen to Dave Meltzer? He was right. And you all look like fucking clowns. What's funny is I've for all the TikToks I'm looking through, all the Twitter uh, uh, feeds I'm looking at, not one person has says, my bad. Because it's quick for plans to change. And people to say, oh, well, you didn't know what you're talking about. But no one, no person has stepped up and said, at Dave Meltzer, I called you a piece of shit because these matches you said were going to happen weren't happening. My bad. I apologize. I take it back. Not one person. So we're, we're quick to kick a person when they're down. And it doesn't look like things are going the way they're supposed to. But as soon as it turns out they were right. No one's there to defend them. Or take it back. I found that very interesting. Meanwhile Vince gets in the ring. Me, night 2... Vince gets in the ring, and I'm like, no. Are we getting a match right now? There's the referee. He rings the bell. We had a match, and and Vince won. And Vince McMahon won. So for all the haters, don't be afraid to say when you're wrong. Don't be afraid to say when you're wrong. Night Two was on Sunday. Uh, early on the day, me and my friend went to the superstore. It was uh, it was fun. All the championship belts, around like four hundred dollars. Um, uh, they had the you know the WrestleMania gears out on display. Charlotte's, Triple H's, so on. Um, only thing that's different from when I went. To this one at WrestleMania 35, um, the 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 access or superstore, it was it probably cost money to go to the WrestleMania access uh, for WrestleMania 35, but here the tickets were ten dollars, but you had to pay to do some of the activities. Like if you wanted to call a match with one of the commentators, that was about twenty five bucks. If you wanted to do your own ring en entrance with whatever song you wanted, that uh, that costs another twenty-five and stuff like that. To take a picture at Alexa's uh, playground, Alexa Bliss's uh, playground, more money. But you know what? Uh, I wanted to do I, I wanted to do uh, both the the entrance and the caller match. I wound up settling for the caller match because I thought I thought because when I when we got there, 
uh, it was two guys sitting at the booth and they both took off their headsets and uh, and they both left. I thought it would be, you know, who, you know, if you and a friend wanted to do it. So me and my friend were like, yeah, 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 fuck it, let's do it. And they said, oh, this ticket is only for one person. So it would be one person calling the match with um, a commentator we have here with us. So my friend said, you know what? You'd probably be better at this. You do it. So I went and I did it. I called the uh, the end of Elimination Chamber where Brock killed uh, Austin Theory, threw him off the pod, and, and won the WWE title. I was dramatic as dramatic as I possibly could. I was looking... From the match selection, I had to look for the one with the most uh, action and something I could be as dramatic as possible with. Uh, but yeah, night two. I'm trying to think what else was on night two besides Vincent McAfee. <sighs> New tag champs, um, Sasha and um, Sasha and Sasha Banks and Naomi, new women's tag champs. Um, what else was on night two? Holy shit. I am drawing a blank. No US title, no. No, no. Oh, Edge and Edge and AJ Styles, very good match. Um I thought AJ would get the win and then AJ would um go on and, you know, establish himself once again as a big time singles superstar and then be next in line to face Roman Reigns. Uh, but Edge won. There was a slight distraction because Damian Priest showed up. It looks like what's funny is when we got to the hotel Saturday night, I checked Twitter and people were like, there's WWE rumors that Edge could be leading his own group with Damian Priest as being eyed as one of the members. And I was like, wow, that sounds interesting. And then, of course, we go to WrestleMania, and Damian Priest is helping Edge win the champ—not uh, the championship, uh, win the match. So I was like, "Wow!" Just like we just read this earlier, and now here it is. Um, also, night night two, we just, we dressed normal. Uh, didn't dress up. We didn't have another costume ready. Uh, but for Friday Night Smackdown, I almost forgot. I dressed up as the greatest ECW champion there ever was. Oh, my friend my friend dressed up as uh, uh, Devon Dudley. So we had two separate rooms or whatever. And then we just were like, all right, three, two, one, popped up. And he was dressed up as Devon. Looked amazing with the glasses and everything. And me, I dressed up as the greatest ECW champion there ever was. Mr. McMahon with the do-rag and the black sweater. <laughs> and what's funny, all the pictures I took around for SmackDown, I'm like, how would how would Vince pose? He, you know, a bodybuilder, so he would puff up his chest. I look back at the pictures later, and it looks like I, you know, I've got a fake chest. I look like I have a, like a, I'm not, you know, bragging or trying to, you know, but I'm just saying, I, I think I did it too much. I, I just stuck out my chest so much that 
It just looked like I had a fake, one of those fake body suits or something. So that was hilarious. Um, so, oh, with, even with the toy ECW championship too, I, I had to go all out. Uh, so back to uh, night two, then we go to Roman and Brock Lesnar. And Roman comes out, your undisputed universal champion. Um, I didn't get to see, obviously, but people were tweeting out the, the picture of Roman. He had tore something on his shoulder. His, his shoulder popped out or something. You see the mark there. We didn't notice. We just thought, hey, the match ended, and this guy's holding up his titles. It wasn't until people showed the picture and then people played the audio of him telling Paul Heyman, my shoulder came out. But that's how we ended. And I will say this. I do not need to see another Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match ever again. I much prefer when these two wrestle other people. It's like when they're playing... It's like when you play 2K. Except every time it's a Roman and Brock match, it's... Alright, let's start off with 10 finishers. A regular match, you know, a regular WWE 2K match, you build up and then... And then when you fill your meter, you're able to hit your, your signature move and your finishing move. Not with these guys. It's suplexes everywhere. It's it's all of that. Suplexes everywhere. Superman punches everywhere. Um, it gets uh, annoying. In all honesty, it gets annoying to see the same matches from these two uh hold on i'm just trying to check the directions here make sure i'm going the right way um but yeah i don't need to see it anymore i don't need to see a five and a kick out uh five superman punches three spears uh, 15 German suplexes. I'm done. I'm done. It's 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 fine. It's fine. We don't we don't we don't need to keep running this match back anymore. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> That's it. We don't we don't need to see it anymore. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that was night two. Uh, the next day, on Monday, we were just like, you know what? Let's just relax the whole day. Let's not do shit. So we didn't do anything. Uh, and then uh, we went for Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, Cody made his debut. Um, loved his promo. People saying, you know, that's a that's his that that was a Cody AEW promo where. You hear the, you know, the, the crack in his voice. He's gonna cry. He's he's passionate. And you know what? That's what Vince wanted. 
Vince wanted someone who was passionate. And that's what we got. He was going to deliver that promo. And that promo, great promo. Talked about Dusty. Said this, this, this picture was in his parents' bedroom. It was a picture of Dusty holding the championship, the world championship, at Madison Square Garden in, I think, 1977. And he held the world title, and he said, even as a, even, even as a little kid, he very, very poorly said, Dad, you were a world champion like Hulk Hogan? And his dad, he said, looked at him and told him about the champion's advantage. The champion's advantage being that, yeah, he won the match by count out, but he didn't win the belt. So as an eight-year-old kid, what, would, what, it, what was he to do, he said? Well, he made a promise. He said that he would win that world title and give it to his dad. And that would be something they could never take from him. But he couldn't do that because his dad was gone. But he could still be a world champion. I see you. I see you. He could still be a world champion. He could do it for him. He could do it for his family. And that's what he was going to do. He was going to go out and be world champion. The WWE champion. It's a great speech. It's a great story to run with. He's doing it for his father. Nothing wrong with it. I I I really loved the the logic behind it. Even even when you know uh, when all these interviews came out with Cody, he said, "I didn't want to be stuck somewhere where I was going to be a 15-time TNT champion. I wanted to win the big one. I wanted to win the world title." Now, was that because of their own booking? That he could never win the championship? Yeah, sure. We could say that. But he wanted... He made the stipulation and he wanted to stay, to stay true to himself and the fans that he would never wrestle for the title and he's done it. He lived up to that. You can't take that away from him. He stuck to his guns. He stuck to his word. Uh, we got the debut of Veer... Oh, I'm trying to think what else. They're teasing a Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan breakup. These two, they had a match against the champions. They lost. And if they, I think it was a championship contenders match. So if they won, they got tag title shots. But they lost. And then Rhea left. She left Liv, in the, Liv Morgan in the ring. And then Liv in the back says, hey, where were you? Where, you know, you stormed off. And she goes, well, I talked to Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville and I got us a tag title match next week. 
It's like, wait, well, wait, what was the point of the match? The point of the match was if you won, you could wrestle for the you wrestle for the titles. You didn't. Why would these these two still get a shot? Anyway, later on, it was supposed to be Carmella and uh, Queen Zelina versus uh, Natalia and Shayna Baszler. But it was uh, Zelina turning babyface, I guess. I don't know if she's a heel or babyface, but she said, I'm tired of you, Carmella. You're self-centered and you have a, you know, Corey is stupid to be marrying you. But he's handsome. So they fought and that team is broken up. <laughs> Great, great, another team broken up because we have so, we have a plethora, we have a plethora of tag teams in this women's tag team division. We're down to three teams, Rhea, Rhea's team, Sasha's team, and Natalia's team. But they are teasing Natalia, uh, uh, Rhea and Liv Morgan breaking up. Which I agree with. Both women are better as singles. But now you're you're back to your problem of now we're only gonna have two tag teams in a division. That's not a division. If you only got two people fighting for one title, that's not a division. What's funny is my friend says, Well, you know what they should do with the women? I said, what is that? He goes, they should have a middle title. They should have, you know, an intercontinental title for the women. And I said, who the fuck? We don't have enough people for that. And we broke it down. We said, all right, let's look at the current teams. There were four teams. All right, so we can't include those women. We can't include those women. Okay. Now let's see. We started with Raw. The four women that you would build around as your top four competing for the women's championship. Okay. We had the four. All right. I think I, I think I put Bianca, Becky, Rhea, and um, Asuka, if Asuka came back. Those would be my top four women. Then we had the, the tag division. And then I said, who's left? We got two or three people. Nobody to fight for that division in that division. Uh, now let's do SmackDown. And then it wasn't until we broke it down that he was like, you know what? That might not be a good idea then. <laughs> I said if they, you know, if they want to take this tag team division serious, they've got to at least have four teams competing with each other all year around. Have them wrestle for one full year, and then after Mania, you could split some up. And start new teams. I even said it. I said Rhea and Liv were that. Hell, I thought Rhea and Liv and Sasha and Naomi was just a way to get them on the card. Just get them at WrestleMania. Sasha needed to be at WrestleMania. Rhea needed to be at Mania. What can we do? What other match? We don't want a triple threat match for the Raw title. Don't want a triple threat match for the SmackDown title. What could we do? Fuck it. Let's put them in the, in the tag team division. Just for Mania. And then they could bounce out. Rhea looks like she's on her way out. Sasha's the champ. So she's going to be there for a while. 
Anyway. Uh, that was it for Monday Night Raw. And then uh, Roman comes out at the end and says, Hey, I got a big announcement. I'm going to tell you all about it on Friday. And WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw, Dallas, Texas, acknowledge me. And that's it. The show went off the air. Uh, the main event dark match was uh, Cody Rhodes versus Kevin Owens. Pretty decent match. Um, uh, Kevin Owens hit the super kick on Cody and then did the Young Bucks uh, pose. I thought that was hilarious. It wasn't on TV, so nobody could get mad. Um, and Cody won with, went with the win, uh, got the win. And, you know, he was trying to give a, you know, a good go-home speech. But he was like, I'm rambling. And it's it's to a point where I don't know where the end point is. <laughs> I do that sometimes where I ramble and I don't know when to end it. When When's the best place to end the speech? So I think he said one last piece and then he said, you know, drive home safe, you know, and all of that. Overall, I had a good, um, a very good birthday weekend. The very next day on that, on that, uh, on this Tuesday that had just passed, um, I spent most of my day at the airport. Checkout was early, um, and I just chilled at the airport, played some video games and stuff like that. But yeah, I had a good, uh, I had a great weekend. Got to go to, geez, SmackDown, NXT, Two Nights of Mania, Monday Night Raw, five events. It was crazy. I, I got to remember. I, I did this last year. I got to remember to save up more money. I would have loved to have bought more souvenirs than I thought. Uh, I settled on a couple. I, I had to get the Cody Rhodes, the new shirt. Um... I got the Cody shirt. I got a new teddy bear for my daughter. I got her the one from last year, the Tampa Bay one, which was a teddy bear with a hoodie. This one was a, a, a teddy bear with a jersey on, like a football jersey. And it says WrestleMania 38 on the back. Um, souvenir cup is always a must. And I've got another young one on the way. So I had bought two uh, two baby shirts, two baby onesies. So one of them was a Macho Man shirt, and the other one was a uh, WrestleMania shirt, which is a bit like uh, camouflaged. Uh, that's really the only cool ones that I saw. There were like three other ones, but those are the ones I really like. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just get them. And uh, yeah. Jeez, though, walking by the booth that has all the championships is so, so, uh, they make those belts extra shiny there at the booth. Uh, I was walking by, I saw the new Brock Lesnar legacy title, the new Randy Orton legacy title. Um, they had all the title belts except the um, the gaming one, left, left, uh, I mean, up down up down and left right left right except those two which I usually like seeing visually um what else did I see 
They had a Undertaker, uh, like a Hall of Fame belt. Like it had uh, like the WWF title, but you know, purple strap. The side plates had Hall of Fame and the Undertaker logo on it. It was a nice looking belt, very nice. Um, and then I saw one that it's basically the WWE title. Uh, it's actually the Universal title, but the center plate is like a big WrestleMania logo. Now, I didn't notice this so early, uh, later, when we left. I just saw it. I was like, oh, look, they got a WrestleMania-style uh, championship for the event. It wasn't until I left that someone had put online, there were only five of these made because they're $3,800. And geez, that is some title. That thing has to have real gold, real jewelry. I gotta know the name of the, the, the cow that the leather came from or something for a $3,800 belt. Jeez, I, I hope somebody was just trolling on Twitter. But I saw that thing. I was like, "Oh, that's a you know that you know it's a cool looking belt. <laughs> it's cool. It's a WrestleMania theme belt. Fine. But thirty eight hundred dollars. Even the WWE and Universal title that they have on WWE Shop is two thousand. Like the deluxe one, the closest thing you'll get to the real thing is two thousand dollars. Thirty eight hundred. Oh my God." Uh, also, now that I keep saying Texas and Dallas, um, after night two of Mania, we're coming out the stadium and we're crossing over to this complex area where, you know, there's bars and stuff and people are just hanging out. Uh, there's lounges, but we, we haven't crossed the street yet and we're waiting, you know, people are packed up on the sidewalk and... We hear like a siren behind us. It's just like, oh, you know, we got to move out the way. Cops are trying to get through or whatever. So we pull over to the side. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a cop on a motorcycle or whatever with the siren. And behind them is a black truck. And I'm like, somebody's got to be in this truck, right? Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, was there at Mania. Holy shit. And we are right there. <laughs> Got a little fist bump from him and everything. That that was a WrestleMania moment, by the way. Holy shit. Just seeing, just like, oh, who it is? Who, uh, no, not who it is. <laughs> who is it? It could be anybody. It could be a wrestler. It could be Vince. It could be Shane. It could be Triple H. Anybody. No, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys was at WrestleMania. That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. But like I said, next day was my birthday. Um, I just turned 32. Thank you for the birthday wishes if you didn't say anything yet. Um, I enjoyed myself. I had a blast. And like I told my friend, when I went to Mania last year by myself, just... this. And remember, this is still during the pandemic. So this is the first time... 
the fans were back in attendance. Just being back in a crowd, feeling the energy. I said, I'm not missing another one. I'm coming back next year. So, he went, and I said the same thing. I said, you see, I'm coming back next year. Next year is in Cali. Uh, shit, my brother always wants, has always wanted to go to California, still hasn't made the trip. And if the schedule went as it, it was supposed to, Cali was actually supposed to be this year. But because of the pandemic, they gave Tampa another shot at Mania and moved everything back a little. But next year, WrestleMania is at, in Hollywood. So, I'm going. I'm definitely going. That's WrestleMania 39. That's the one that's rumored. There's only two rumored matches. The rumors are Ronda Rousey has a year left on her contract. And this year was with Charlotte. Next year is going to be with Becky Lynch. The rivalry, the revenge, or whatever you want to call it. Those two are going to go back at it again. Plans could change. Somebody could rise through the ranks. Somebody could be the next big star. Something could happen. But that was one of the rumors. And the second rumor, it's Hollywood. Roman Reigns versus Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This one people have been waiting for since Roman started the whole head of the table thing. He's the head of the table. He feeds his family. He feeds that Samoan dynasty. That Samoan bloodline. Well, there's one more Samoan he hasn't beaten. There's one more he hasn't confronted. Or has confronted him. People were waiting after this WrestleMania. People were waiting for Monday Night Raw for him to pop up. And even after he, him beating um, Lesnar for him to pop up. But no, Roman got a celebration. And I guess we're going to see how down the line. If The Rock would be able to. Apparently he's talked about doing a match with Roman in the future. But is he going to be able to? Will his schedule allow it? Will the, will the movie studios allow it? God forbid he gets injured. Then, you know, whatever movie he's working on would have to be delayed or whatever. But that is supposed to be the next match. And fuck it. Give it to us. Unless they could build another top tier star. Unless they could build up Cody Rhodes. Or Seth Rollins to be on that level where, you know what? It's undeniable. You have to give it to Cody. You have to give it to Seth Rollins. The main event against Roman for the title. It it looks like it'll probably be Rock again. Anyway, guys, I'm coming at the end of this episode. I would like to thank you all for listening into this little rant. I still have plenty of driving to do. Um, but I will talk to you all next time. I do not know. Well, the next event is WrestleMania Backlash. Um, so, there will probably be a prediction show for that. There will probably be a, you know, the results and everything like that. And anything big. Uh, plenty of big news going around in wrestling. Haven't hit all of it. 
but I will get to it. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you all next time.